Blog Talk Radio. Addicted to Coke, 
pop quiz. Who is U.S. Senator Harry Reid talking about this, uh, talking about in this quote from back in January? Because of a United States Supreme Court decision called Citizens United, there's been some really in untoward, untoward, really untoward stuff. I've never heard that word, untoward. Stuff going on in the political word, world, he said. We have two brothers who are actually trying to buy the country. Need, some, need another hint? Here is Reed referring to the same men in February. It's time that the American people spoke out against the terrible dishonesty of these two brothers who are about as un-American as anyone that I can imagine. The answer, of course, is the billionaire Koch brothers, Charles and David, who are literally and figuratively destroying the American way of life. Owners of Coke Industries, the second largest privately owned company in the U.S., they are uh, number 14 on the list of the most toxic American air polluters, and their lobbying efforts in Washington focus on preventing passage of environmental legislation to curb the cancer-causing chemicals their Coke Industries emit. They also they are also the money behind Alec, an extremist uh, group that pushes right-to-work for less bills and other anti-worker legislation in states all over the country. ALEC, A-L-E-C, seeks to silence workers in every locality so corporations can more easily exploit them. His mission is to weaken the American middle class by rigging the economic system for the benefit of the wealthy. In Wisconsin, for example, where AFSCME members lost their collective bargaining rights in 2011, Nearly half of the state legislators voted with the ALEC agenda 100% of the time in 2011 to 2012. Another astounding fact, on the 2012 election, the Koch brothers spent $413 million, more than 2.5 times the combined spending of the top 10 labor unions. ASME has been a major voice in calling out against the abuse and injustice funded by ALEC. We are glad that Senate, uh, Senator Reid, as majority leader of the Senate, is doing the same publicly, leading a campaign to tell the naked truth about how right-wing politicians have become addicted to coke. Uh, visit this coke addiction website to support efforts against the coke brothers and learn more about how these coke oligarchs threaten our American democracy. And uh, I'm ask you to go to that site. The GOP is addicted to Coke. Huh. Fight back. Uh, where they're spending, who the Cokes are. Right? Uh, it's, a, it's a good site. It's, uh, it says uh, Coke Addiction. Uh, dot com. Uh, produces of toxic chemicals, harmful pollutants, uh, carcinogens, and greenhouse gases. That's who the Coke brothers are. Huh. The Cokes have spent $30 million to defeat these Democrats. Um, they don't really care who they are. They, are they, you know, they lost. They're not in there anymore. But if we stand together, we can stop them. Okay, so they're saying to contribute. So let's go to this site and see what you think. You know, it's not much of a site, really, but I guess the... Uh, Anyway. Okay, here's something. Uh, yeah. Domino's Pizza. Say it don't, ain't so, Domino's. 
On the heels of a $1.28 million, $28 million settlement between a Domino's franchisee in New York City on, 23rd, on February 23rd, more Domino's franchise owners in New York State reached a settlement with drivers and pizza cooks for $448,000 for wage theft. The new settlement was announced by the state's attorney general, Eric Schneiderman. Last week, Schneiderman also announced a roughly half-million-dollar settlement with a McDonald's franchise owner after employees made similar accusations. Schneiderman's investigation into the Domino's franchisee revealed that drivers were legally deprived of, a car, ma of car maintenance payments and tips, and employees were not paid overtime rates for working more than 40 hours a week. The owners admitted the wage theft in the settlement according to Think Progress, which notes a growing trend of wage theft complaints being filed, 400% more than in the year 2000. Wage theft, which is an umbrella term for any employer practice that drives workers' wage below the legal minimum or otherwise deprives them of money to which they are entitled, is by no means limited to the fast food business. Professional cheerleaders, retail distribution workhouse workers, and truck drivers at multiple American ports have all alleged wage theft in recent months. So, yeah, that's pretty weird. Steal the money from the little guy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, we got, yeah, there, there, there's just so much crap going on. It, it, it really makes you sick. And, I, I think this uh, this thing with the Supreme Court just, just kind of hooked me so it just doesn't, you know, doesn't, I, I, I kind of lost it today with it, with that. Um, so that they can get away with something like that. Well, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Uh, the picture of Chris Christie saying, Hey, I investigated myself and found myself not guilty of anything. It was the best one million dollars of taxpayer money I ever spent. That's right. Chris Christie investigated himself like you know, masturbation. You know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, there's so many. You know, I kicked five million people off their insurance plan. Then I forced them onto a, uh, a, a tummy care. <laughs> then I get credit for insuring five million people. Uh, Obama. Anyway, uh, I got. Uh, I wanted to uh, talk about some of these things tonight, but there's, there's so many. There's so much. Um, do you have any more union stuff there, Lila? Might be yeah, here's what we're reading Wednesday's new um, news roundup. Here are some headlines. America needs a raise. Uh, minimum wage deal emerging on the Hill. Majority Leader Harry Reid is struggling to stop Democrats from backing a plan to undercut President Obama. Uh, nearly 90% of fast Food workers allege wage theft, survey finds. They're victims of wage theft. That means they're 
not getting paid overtime or certain things are happening to them. Florida Young Workers Speak Out. The Florida AFL-CIO Young Workers, Union Members, Activists, Representative Dwight Bullitt, and students from across the state of Florida are urging legislators to take action on minimum wage. Haslam administration linked $300 million offer to BWUAW process. Hundreds of millions of your tax dollars were offered to Volkswagen and then pulled back to try to keep them keep the UAW out of Chattanooga. I don't know what that's all about. Let me see what that is. Yeah, I don't know if I can go there. You know that, that uh, the Supreme Court. Millions of your tax dollars offered to Volkswagen and then pulled back to try to keep the United Auto Workers out of Chattanooga? Good evening, everyone. I'm Rory Johnston. For months now, Governor Bill Haslam has denied any connection. But tonight, documents leaked to News Channel 5 Investigates tell a different story. Our chief investigative reporter, Bill Williams, has the evidence that Bill, the state, tried to keep secret, right? Absolutely. You know, workers in Chattanooga last month voted down the UAW. Now these confidential documents offer conclusive proof that the Haslam administration wanted to stay in the automaker's deal with organized labor in exchange for $300 million of your money. Volkswagen opened this Chattanooga facility in May 2011 with great fanfare. Initially producing the mid-sized facade, there were hints of more to come. It was located on a 1,400-acre site with plenty of room for expansion. And last year, when Volkswagen began talking about adding a mid-sized SUV to its product line, Tennessee Governor Bill Hensel's administration began discussing financial incentives to convince Volkswagen to build it in Chattanooga. At the same time, BW began talks with the United Auto Workers about creating a workers' council to help run the plant. True manufacturing can happen here. Yet the governor had emphatically denied rumors heard by Democratic lawmakers that state incentives were tied to Volkswagen rejecting the UAW. This is exactly what we're looking for. But while the state refused to give the documents to Representative Mike Turner, we obtained this summary from last August for what the Haslam administration called Project Trinity. March Confidential, it offers Volkswagen incentives of some $300 million in exchange for 1,300 full-time jobs at a new SUV facility. The catch? The incentives are subject to Works Council discussions being concluded to the satisfaction of the state of Tennessee. It looks like to me they put a gun in their head and said, look, this is what we're going to give you if you do it our way, and, uh, uh, and we're going to jerk it away from you if you don't. Do you feel like the governor lied? Uh, I, I'm, I'm reluctant to call anybody a liar without talking to them, but, uh, but uh, proof's in the pudding. The Haslam administration said in a statement that it was concerned about the process, claiming that the offer did not preclude the creation of a works council or union representation as a condition of the incentives. But as workers prepared to vote back in February on whether to join the union, the governor sent this letter to Volkswagen accusing it of favoring the UAW. The decision that they are making, uh, that they will make, uh, has intended and unintended consequences. 
and Republican lawmakers held news conferences threatening to kill any incentives if the UAW won the election. In fact, the Heslam administration now concedes that it had formally notified Volkswagen in January as its talks with the UAW progressed that it was withdrawing that confidential $300 million incentive offer. Did you know that the Haslam administration had taken incentives off the table while the vote was pending? I was aware that, uh, uh, you know, that there were some concerns about incentives being on the table while the vote was taking place. In fact, U.S. Senator Bob Corker had hinted at the same thing during an interview with Fox News. Now, I know you know the state has concerns about any kind of incentives. He also made headlines when he announced that the SUV deal would go through if workers voted down the UAW. I think since this document's public, and I appreciate you bringing it forward, that it's obvious to anybody that sees it that the, that the state was threatening or at least intimidating Volkswagen to get the incentives. UAW organizer Gary Castile says the documents show that the Haslam administration was part of a coordinated anti-union campaign doing exactly what they had denied, using hundreds of millions of dollars from taxpayers as leverage. Is this incentive document a, a game changer? To me it is. To me it puts pressure on the state to do what they should have done in the first place, and that's give the incentives with no strings attached, just like they would to any other company, union or non-union. Now, the Haslam administration declined to provide anyone to go on camera to answer our questions about that offer, but we also obtained emails that showed that Senator Corker's chief of staff was in direct contact with anti-union organizers who were brought in to fight the UAW. He then shared those emails with people in the Haslam administration who were in charge of the incentive. That UAW rep you talked with is pretty concerned. What happens now with the UAW? What could this well, the, the union has asked the National Labor Relations Board to order new elections, citing interference by Tennessee politicians, so certainly this could add fuel to that fire. No doubt. All right, so we'll keep following this. Thanks. And if you want to see those documents, plus the statement from the Haslam administration, we have it on our website. Go to newschannel5.com. Right, so you, you saw what kind of a backdoor deal they were making oh, there. Unbelievable, huh? I don't realize they screw around with stuff like that. I, I just, you know. Just and nothing happened. No, nah, it just makes you sick, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it just makes you sick. What are you doing here? I'm trying to get to, I, I don't know how to work here. Anyway, here's, here's a little statement, folks, and uh, this is just happening. These men are actually considering whether to grant religious rights to non-human entities, which oh are corporations. Goodness. Think about that for a moment. That's absolutely true. I mean, they act, you know, that, that uh, the Supreme Court is actually allowing corporations to, to have religious rights. I, I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me, but that's what somebody is shouting out here. And, uh, odd, odd, odd. Uh, uh, you got, you got another uh, thing there? Because I, I wanted to, uh, tonight we'd like to, we've got a lot of uh, environmental uh, stuff we'd like to talk about, too, in the second half of the show. But okay. here's something that, here's, here's a little something thing from Theodore uh, Roosevelt that said, I, again, recommend a law prohibiting all corporations from contributing to the campaign expenses of any party. Let individuals contribute as they desire, but let us prohibit and in any an effective fashion, all corporations from making con contributions for any 
political purpose, directly or indirectly. And that was Theodore Roosevelt. Right. And he he came up with the antitrust laws and everything else. Of course, he lost his second term, and he went into the bull party. You know, became a. a okay, you know, Representative yeah. Paul Ryan, same budget, different year. Representative Paul Ryan, Republican Wisconsin, released the Republican budget plan today. That can be described best by the famous quote from baseball player Yogi Berner: "Deja vu all over again." Yep, it's the same old tight stuff, and we can't call it stuff. Ryan and the Republicans have been peddling for years. Ryan focuses on huge cuts to regular people programs like Medicare through privatization, Medicaid, college loans, and food stamps, and repeal of the Affordable Care Act, and even eliminating persons for federal workers. Oh, pensions, excuse me, persons. Pensions for federal workers among the usual litany of right-wing extremist battle cries. Just as unoriginal is Ryan's call for cutting corporate taxes and tax rates for the wealthy, along with increasing the tax break for corporations that export American jobs. He's, he's something, that Ryan. Um, I don't know if I read this. Did I read this last week or not? Um, they, uh, this is a, I don't know if we played this, but uh, USPS, the United States Postal Service, in danger of collapse. Yeah. Did I read that? Did we yeah. play that? Oh, we, I don't know. It, uh, it's a, it's a clip. Oh, well, I know we it. talked about it, but um, I thought I, I wasn't sure if I played this last week. I, might I know we're very interested in the post office. And as we're tonight, thanks to Republicans in Congress, the United States Postal Service is in danger of collapse. How nice of them. The Republican philosophy is privatization. We know that. And they are destroying the Postal Service to get their way. The Post Office reported a $15.9 billion loss through their fiscal year ending September 30, 2012. It's important to keep in mind the Post Office is losing money because of a 2006 law passed in a lame duck session of the Congress by the Republicans. The law requires the Post Office to pre-fund employees' retirement accounts for the next 75 years in a 10-year window, I wonder if Mitt Romney would say that's a good business plan. These overpayments make up $11 billion of this year's net loss. Now, the other $5 billion is in decline, is, is because of the decline in mailing that's taken place in operation, but it would have been manageable. Both of these problems can easily be fixed. In April, the Senate passed a bill allowing the Postal Service to regain $11 billion in overpayments to its retirement account. The bill, of course, went nowhere. Speaker John Boehner in the House, he didn't want anything to do with it. Meanwhile, the revenue problem can be solved by modernizing the Postal Service. The great Bernie Sanders says, here's what we can do about it. Here's the plan. Clearly, the Postal Service has to change. It has to be much more entrepreneurial, much more pro-business, much more pro-consumer. In our state of Vermont, we have many rural post offices. People want to go there to get uh, letters copied. Can't do that. They want to get letters notarized against the law. They want a fishing license. They want a hunting license against the law. There are many areas where the Postal Service can expand, bring in substantially more revenue. And this is breaking news. No tax dollars go to the operation of the Postal Service. That's right. Zero dollars. 
these solutions are simple, but Republicans are against helping the post office because they want to see it eliminated, bust the union, privatize it, make a dollar on the side for their buddies. The longer nothing is done, more jobs are lost and the economy suffers. Currently, the Postal Service has plans to close 260 post offices around the country. So that's what's happening to the one in your town. This means that an additional 35,000 postal jobs are at risk if nothing is done by this session, lame duck session of the Congress. Republicans' inaction on this issue is absolutely shameless. They've had all year to come to the table to work with the Democrats, but of course they haven't done it. They are hell-bent on seeing the U.S. Postal Service die even if it means destroying a great American institution in the process. They don't care. They want it privatized. It's wrong. Let's turn to Greg Bell, Vice President of the American Postal Workers Union. Mr. Bell, good to have you with us tonight. What is the number one thing that can be done right now to save the Postal Service as we know it? Well, the number one thing that, that must be done is to eliminate the, the unrealistic mandate that the Postal Service currently had to pre-fund uh, retire, retiree, future retiree uh, health care benefits for a 75-year period within, within a 10-year period. That's the number one. Uh, that's the main cause of the Postal Service uh, problems. That, matter of fact, that is the cause. Uh, if you remove that liability, uh, the Postal Service, as you stated, would be uh, able to uh, assume the responsibility without any type of uh, assistance or any, any type of additional funds. And I want to uh, emphasize here that this is going to financially butcher small business in America, in rural America. What are they going to do? Their shipping uh, costs are going to go through the roof. Their line item is going to go off the page because all of the privatization is not going to be able to cover and service rural America, which the post office does right now for many of these companies. Mr. Bell, it's good to have you with us tonight. It's a story that I want to tell over and over again. I want this lame duck session of the Congress to do something about this. It is unfair. Mitt Romney would never run any of his businesses like that. That's what you Republicans need to know. That's the Ed Show. I'm Ed Schultz on this Friday night. The Rachel Maddow Show starts right now. All right. Uh, I, you know, to me, yeah. what? Yeah, I, I just don't want to see anything happen to the post office. I, I, I don't either. I think it's a great organization, you know, and it should be supported. I, I really do. I, I, I just kind of, Yeah. Yellowstone. I thought 
going to take a little little break here, a little yeah. uh, a little uh, quick music break, and yeah, then we'll come back and do some. Yeah. And we'll go, we'd like to do some environmental stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff tonight. Something about Yellowstone there, we could read. Yeah, uh, and uh, also just a bunch of a bunch of interesting stuff tonight. So let me go to. Uh, let me take a little quick break, and we'll be right back. A little music here, Maestro. Hang on. Activity could trigger the eruption of the park's 
so-called supervolcano. According to Epic Times, multiple volcanoes or such uh, incidents have been posted online recently, one of which shows a herd of buffalo allegedly leaving the park and running for their lives. Uh, although people behind the discussion uh, acknowledge there's no way to predict when the park massive volcano could erupt, they believe the reaction of the Yellowstone animals could signal some kind of alert. On March 30th, Yellowstone was struck by the most powerful earthquake it has experienced since 1980, a 4.8 magnitude quake that did, not, that did no damage, but that some believe could be connected to the various animal movements. I didn't hear about that. Did no, you? there was no mention of that. Right. And whether I believe this or whether I don't believe the story or not, I don't know. I can tell you this uh, story I saw this morning about the buffaloes running, this, running the street, whether or not it, because of any activity in Yellowstone or not, I don't know, said Blogger Lee. I, but, I can... Uh, uh, but I'll tell you this. Whatever the case may be, that they're running away from Yellowstone is an alert for some sort. I know when I was in uh, my house in Sharon and there was a tornado coming, the reason I knew is because my horses were terrified. Really? And they started running. And I put them in the barn because I was afraid they'd, they'd, bolt, run, they'd, they'd, run they'd run against the fences. And I looked up and I saw the sky. The sky had turned, it actually turns a green. Yeah. And I got them in the barn and then got myself back into the house because the wind started to blow. Yeah. And, um... You saw her, the tornado coming. Yeah. Yeah. Came right down the street. Oh. It was terrifying. Yeah. But the horses alerted... I never would have known, but the horses alerted me to it. Well, uh... So they, they, yeah, they yeah. have... They sense these things. Well, it says another video uploaded to YouTube, this time by self-described survivalist and search and rescue expert Tom Lupsu claims, biologists aren't sure if there's been a running a stunning decline in the herd or if factors have skewed the tally. But Lipshu also said that the helium, re that helium releases in the area are a thousand times above normal levels and uh, accused the U.S. Geological Survey of not reporting small quakes occurring near the volcano. Now, I remember George, George Dixon, um, before he passed away a couple of years ago, we were, he was following these uh, seismic activities all over the uh -huh. earthquake, and he said that, that, and he said, the biggest problem, he said, the biggest volcano, this super volcano in Yellowstone, yep. he says, if this, if this explodes, he says, this could 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 devastate three two thirds of the of, of the United States. Wow, really? But yeah, because what it would do is so big. Would it put a cause, chain reaction? It, no, it would cause so much dust, so much uh, oh, uh, pollution. Pollution that it would it would cause like a dark age for for it could it could be in the air for for months. Okay. Or years. With, or, or even years, but it could be in the... Well, isn't the, that something that caused the ice age? That's what caused, no, the, the extinction of the, uh, of the uh, dinosaurs, dinosaurs, yeah. Was that what happened, it created a green, it darkened the skies, you know. Yeah. So the sun could come through. It killed off everything. The vegetation. Right? The vegetation, and it killed off, the, and that's what they, that's what... They uh, ate. That's what they ate, okay. And, uh, and you had this incredible greenhouse uh, gas effect because everything was, you know, heating up, mm -hmm. all right, but at the same time there was no sun coming in to give any, you know, <coughs> and, uh, and that's, that's what
cause it, but he, I remember him saying. I wonder if there's an audio here. Yeah, there is. I heard the bison running for their lives on the public roadways, and they were not being chased or rounded up. The bison were running down the mountain slopes onto roadways, okay, uh, running right past the filming crew. To get out and of Yellowstone. Yeah, they detected something vast and deadly. The Yellowstone supervolcano is the only thing there that the only thing that there would fit that there. The only thing there that would fit the bill. Okay. <laughs> uh, the supervolcano, which was found last year to be two and a half times larger than previously thought, has not erupted in over 640,000 years, leaving some to speculate that a blast is overdue. If and when it erupts again, the volcano could potentially spew ash over large swaths of North America and cause trouble around the entire planet. Yeah. It would be a global event, Jamie Farrell of the United States of Utah, University of Utah told the uh, Associated Press last year. There would be a lot of destruction and a lot of impact around the globe. Let's turn that audio and, on. Yeah, let me just uh, say what this is. It says that although... Farrell said scientists don't know enough to map out the next eruption like the arrival. He did say that no, if magma was moving towards the Earth's surface. Okay. And in another video, Lipshu said that increased seismic activity at Yellowstone could bring about the volcano's eruption, but the geological survey, all right, um, the geological survey has noted, okay, noted such activity is currently par for the course and that between 1,000 and 3,000 earthquakes hit the area every year. The agency also stated that helium releases have no implications about volcanic hazards. According to Epic Times, the University of Utah seismic station also downplayed fears. It said there's no evidence that a catastrophic eruption of Yellowstone National Park is imminent. Uh, the Something that, troubled those by Yeah, well, current geologic activity at Yellowstone has remained relatively constant since Earth scientists first started monitoring some 30 years ago. Though another uh, caldera-forming eruption is theoretically possible, if it is uh, very likely to occur the next 1,000 or even 10,000 years, well, so-so. But for some reason, these bison are going crazy over there, and I'm going to play this. It's only three minutes of this play this. Animals are migrating from Yellowstone, a super eruption. Hey, everybody. Figured I would stop in real quick and uh, do, like, an update on this Yellowstone situation where I'm getting a lot of uh, people sending me messages and everything about bison, uh, like, taking off out of the area real fast, running. Now, I called a couple of my contacts down that way, which is one guy who's a retired geologist. And what he's been doing lately is putting... He's been putting his own size monitors in the ground and monitoring things on his own. Um, now, one thing he's finding is that there are earthquakes that are not being reported by the USGS, which I've, I mentioned that before. Um, now, what's happening with those is they're small, but they're right there by the caldera. Uh, now, what's happening is that I, was, I mentioned, you know, was there anything possibly with Hark? I hear a lot of that. Um, but he says there's no real, like, schedule on these. They're, they're just popping off. So that just kind of really 
point to the point that they're not programmed, they're not being done by someone or by some type of entity or agency. Um, but what is happening is migration of animals, which is what we've seen in the video and the other links that have been released over the last couple days. So what's going on with that? Is, is, it, is it the time of year or is there, is there an imminent eruption here at Yellowstone? Uh, time will tell. But you got to ask yourself, are you ready? Because here's the thing: you're not going to get, you're not going to get some 24-hour notice. Um, now, my friend was saying that possibly it could be a smaller type of eruption, you know, something that's not going to completely blow out like it did a long time ago in the past. But even a small one would be bad enough. I mean, you're talking the United States would be covered in ash completely. So one thing you got to ask yourself is, what are you doing to prepare? Are you ready for something like this? Um, people have survived. Everybody, oh, if it, does, if it happens, it's all over with. No, Toba. Toba erupted 74,000 years ago, and that was, that's a super volcano. And even that's on the uptick. But uh, people have survived before in the past. People will survive again. Humanity will survive. But the question is, will you be one of those people? Will you and your family be? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post links, catch us over at Bunker Report on Facebook. Everybody, when they get information, they always shoot over to uh, Bunker Report and post it on there. So jump over there on Facebook. You can go to the channel, click the link for Facebook. So, yeah, this is, uh, you know, it, it's not anything. It's alarming, you know. It's alarming. Uh, it's Russian TV put this week out. But, uh, it's an alarming situation to see that kind of thing happen. Uh, here's something that I wanted to bring up to experts speak out against GMOs in Mexico. Huh. Global center of crop. Uh, this is where uh, corn was actually originated from. Uh, Mexico. Mexico, yeah. Yeah, the Aztecs. Yeah, they same. Experts speak out against GMO in Mexico. The global center of crop origination uh, must be protected. Mexico is unlike many other places on Earth that is globally recognized. And uh, Belvilov Center, a center of crop evolution and origin. Some of the foods the entire world enjoys came from the fertile Tecucan Valley or other rich agricultural fields in this country. If GMO were allowed to ravage these age-old crops, some of the world's food heritage would be robbed from all of us. It is due to this peculiarity of the region of the world that exports are now flooding, are now flocking to support a non-GMO agricultural paradigm. Mexico's agricultural biodiversity is beyond rich. It isn't just the non-GMO corn tortilla we would lose by allowing biotech to get its hands uh, on the land there. Plant scientists have discovered more than 60 varieties of maize in Mexico, the equivalent of a natural genetic treasure chest, which could be completely spoiled if companies like Monsanto, Dow Chemical, DuPont, and Syngenta, etc., were to get their grubby little hands on Mexico's agricultural real estate. Even extreme weather situations could be aided by so many types of maize crops since they thrive in various conditions, from wet to dry, hot to cold. It is due to Mexico's agricultural biodiversity 
that many experts are now coming together to help inform a general public that is still very much ignorant about genetically modified foods in their area. Mexico's agricultural history and genetic biodiversity hang in the balance. Other than some media attention in 2013 during a court battle to ban GM maize, swiftly passed by a Mexican judge who believed the cultivation of GM crops was a threat to farming heritage and ecosystem viability, the masses are still largely unaware of many issues surrounding GMO. Mercedes Lopez Martinez, a spokesperson for a Mexican nonprofit organization, Via Organica, whose mission is to promote better nutrition through organic agriculture, explained that, and this is what she said. There is no position of the American of the Mexican people in general regarding GM foods as the government violating the constitutional right of the people to healthy food has not provided information about the risks of these GMO products, which are not even labeled. However, there is strong opposition from informed and organized civil society organizations, which have demanded that the government apply their precautionary principles to protect biodiversity and crops of origin such as corn and cotton. Proof of this is the lawsuit filed by individuals and civil organizations that managed to stop all planting of GM maize in Mexico, and that is still ongoing. GM companies are hoping that the general public support through ignorance um, they help to perpetrate of their poison crops will help push them through the legislation of Mexico. Both biotech and branches of the government are still in support of GMO, even though these crops could completely kill off an innumerable amount of biodiversity in the country. The government and biotech looks at possible profits like ignoring the long-term effects of these crops. Isn't that sick that, they, that these bastards would, 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 would consider that? Yeah. You know? kill off their own countries. I mean, it's a problem. With enough people realizing that protection of their agricultural history is equivalent to protecting thousands of years of cultural richness from the Mayans, who recognized maize as a staple crop with stories of Papu Vu to the discovery and opening of Maize Mountain, a place where maize seeds were hidden and protected according to the Mayan legend, GMO could be defeated. <clears throat> Likely, a group of 53 scientists and 22 civil organizations uh, called Acción Colectiva will draw on this rich cultural heritage combined with the south scientific data, the sound scientific data to describe the imminent risk and harm to the environment if genetically modified crops are allowed to make in Mexico. Monsanto's chief technology officer, Robert Fraley, uh, expects to end a suspension of the cultivation of GM maize in Mexico, but he won't see it with enough education. But he won't see it with enough education and activism, which could ignite Mexicans to oust these companies' influence from uh, their rich agricultural practices. Um, Acion Colectiva's uh, attorney, Rene Sanchez Galindo, says the Calderon government illegally granted permits for the planting of GM maize, for which the results have been hidden. Currently, there are 79 new applications pending. The good news is that all of these have been frozen by the court. 
Joy has filled the hearts of thousands, and the current government now has a choice between defending the wealth of native maize or supporting Monsanto. Mm -hmm. All right. These sons of bitches, I'm telling you, I mean, this what is an evil company. I mean, this that is, is just evil, man. Evil, evil, evil. And the, and the bastards, the, the legislation, the governments that are, are, are behind them, okay, are, are being bribed by them. You know, like yeah. our government. Okay? Oh, they I mean, collapsed a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. Uh, who is this? Um, George Mason co-author of the Second Amendment said, to disarm the people is the best and most effective way to enslave them. I agree with him. There is a university named after him, George Mason University. Well, George is right. He was a co-author of the Second Amendment, right to bear arms. This is interesting here, I, I thought. I didn't know this about this product, but apple cider vinegar. Okay, apple cider vinegar, all right, is uh, uh, has 20 uses, all right, very good uses for health. Regula Number one, it regulates the pH balance in the body. Two, it kills cancer cells or slow their growth. Three, reduces inflammation and relieves arthritis. Four, gets rid of fingernail or toenail fungus. Five, helps relieve sinus pressure infection. Six. Natural appetite suppressant. Seven, gets rid of buildup on a scalp. Huh. Eight, aids with nausea. Nine, relieves heartburn. Ten, relieves allergies. Eleven, relieves migraines. Twelve, wards off the flu. Thirteen, dissolves kidney stones. Hmm. Fourteen, detoxifies the body. Fifteen, lowers blood pressure. Sixteen, lowers cholesterol. Seventeen, soothes bug bites. And Eighteen, gets rid of warts. Oh, warts. 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 I think they meant warts. warts. They said warts. warts. <laughs> Number 19, clears the skin. And number 20, lowers glucose levels in diabetics. Oh, wow. how about that? Yeah. I mean, this stuff is really, this stuff is something else. Cider vinegar. We got we got that right in our, yep. our cupboard there. We'll start using it or something. <laughs> yeah. I, start, I don't know if I can drink it, like, you know, regularly. Maybe there's some way to put it down. Do you want to get salad dressing? Yeah, salad dressing. Yeah. There's some way to do it. So anyway, I'm going to be using that myself. Yes, I will. This came up to me on Facebook. I love it. I thought it said, historic event. Robbie Knievel, son of legendary Evil Knievel, will attempt to jump over all members of Congress on a Cat D9, which is a, which is a bulldozer. No, I hope, I hope he doesn't make it. Yeah, it drops on top of it. I thought that was really That's cute. cute. Yes. Now, Oren set this over. I thought this was very cute. This is how paper beats rocks. And there's a huge boulder that a kid is standing on, and a and a tree is split it right, right, right in the middle. It grew right through it. Yeah. It. This is how Maybe. paper beats rocks. That's a very cool. I thought so, yeah. That's very cool. I found the key to happiness. Oh. <laughs> Can I say it? No. I found the key to happiness. It says, stay the hell away from assholes. Oh. I, I like that. My buddy uh, sent that over to me, too. I, I, I thought that was funny. Huh. But that was from the Daily Transformation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, love it. But, I, uh, I prefer 
less a vulgar statement myself. But here the inside, this guy said, uh, Supreme Court Justice William O. Douglas, this was when the Supreme Court made made sense, and, and there, was a, there was brilliant justices on that court. He said, the Constitution is not neutral. It was designed to take the government off the backs of the people. Yeah. He's right, you know. But this is a guy that, that, you know, that understood, you know. His duty. Now, I can't believe that he would ever think that corporations were people, all right? But, hey, what do I right? Well, they, they uh, uh, pointed a bunch of boobs to that court. I know. Now, here's something that came up, which I thought was interesting. I, 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 uh, Cannabis can't help everyone, but it can help you if you have arthritis, asthma, depression, glaucoma, constant pain, anorexia, epilepsy, cancer, dementia, Parkinson's, Huntington's, sclerosis, ADD, OCD, ADHD, Crohn's, panic disorder, bipolar, hypertension, insomnia, diabetes, Tourette's syndrome, and many more. Yeah. So that's why they don't want it legalized. Because it would mean a hell of a lot less pharmaceuticals being purchased. So again, uh, Rob Today. It, says, it says, are you sure you want to delete these 650 corrupt bastards? <laughs> There's a sign where you delete, you know, oh, all of Congress. Yeah. yeah, Congress sitting there. It says, yes, sounds good to me. I think actually, I think that's Parliament. Oh, Parliament? Maybe a picture of Parliament. Yeah, that looks more like the British Parliament. Yeah. Same, same, same bullshit. You know, they'd like to delete them, too. Uh, here's the line, of course, that, you know, this is my, uh, I wrote the end game, no money, no voice in government. That's yeah. the Supreme Court of corporate whores. And that's exactly what they are, folks. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You got no dough, you got no show. It's pay to play. That's right. That's right. And those that pay the most, win the most. You got it. And that's yeah. what it is. It's a pay to play uh, yeah. system that we have. Yeah. Now, We've been talking about chemtrails, and we did a show just a couple weeks back on chemtrails. But uh, as it turns out, Bill Gates admits to chemtrails. Oh, he does? Yes, he does. He supports them? Well, yeah. And geoengineers are finally coming out of the chemtrail closet, as reports are now emerging about the deliberate plans in the world to dump untold tons of sulfate chemicals into the atmosphere for the purported purpose of fighting so-called global warming. The UK's Guardian and others are reporting that a multi-million dollar research fund, which just so happens to have been started and funded by Microsoft founders mm. and vaccine enthusiast Bill Gates, is being used to fund the project. A large balloon hovering over 80,000 feet over Fort Sumner, Sumner, New Mexico, will release the sulfates into the atmosphere within the next year. Oh, well. Jeez. The state uh, proposed purpose for this massive uh, uh, release of toxic sulfate particles is that doing so will allegedly reflect the sunlight back into the atmosphere, thus cool the planet. But many environmental groups and, environment, uh, and advocates of common sense are decrying the idea as dangerous and one that could result in permanent damage to ecosystems all across the globe. Well, isn't Into that what he wants? He wants. Of course, to he wants to destroy the. You know, he, he's a he's a he's a genesis. He's a genesis. Genesis, yeah. yeah. 
and uh, impacts uh, include the potential for further damage to the ozone layer and disruption of the rainfall, uh, particularly in tropical and subtropical regions, potentially threatening the food supplies of billions of people, said Pat Mooney, executive director of the ETC Group, a Canadian environmental protection group. He said, it will do nothing to decrease levels of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere or halt ocean uh, acidification. And solar and geoengineering is likely to be to increase the risk of climate-related interna international conflict, given that the modeling to date shows its purpose, it poses greater risk to the global south. But Gates' back co uh, cohort is, insist is persistent in its, uh, in its efforts to geo-graffiti uh, the world, as it, uh, scientists insists that governments are not doing enough to fight back against the supposed environmental impact of global warming. If governments refuse to implement high enough carbon tax to eliminate greenhouse gases, in other words, then Gates and company believe it, is, it has no choice but to save the planet by polluting it with sulfate particles. Spraying the skies with sulfate particles will destroy the planet faster than global warming ever could. Chemicals build... Uh, Bill Gates sulfates particles are toxic, uh, though, uh, and constitute the same uh, type of ambient particle particulate matter that the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency considers to be a noxious air pollutant. Deliberately spraying the skies with tiny particles composed of many material, of any material for that matter, is hazardous both to respiratory health in human and animals as well as to water sources, soils, and other delicate environmental sources. Sulfate um, particles from acid rain can cause harm to the health of marine life in the rivers and lakes it contaminates, and it can result in mortality, says an online water pollutant guide. Uh, of a University of Washington report also um, explains that sulfate particles contribute to acid rain cause lung irritation and have been a main culprit in causing a haze that obscures a clear view of the Grand Canyon. Blocking the sun with reflective particles will also deprive humans of natural sunlight exposure, which is a primary source for naturally generating health-promoting vitamin D in the body. So once again, Bill Gates is at the helm of a project that seeks to control the climate in artificial ways using toxic chemicals, an endeavor that is sure to create all sorts of potentially irreversible problems for humanity and the planet. Huh. That was from InfoWars. But here it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're right to the end of the show. But, but boy, that's a horrible thing. Isn't that a horrible thing? I don't show. know why they've given him such power. Well, he, he, they gave it to him. He invented what we're reading his stuff on. He invented... Uh, Doesn't make him an expert windows. in other areas, yeah, though, you know? No. But uh, with uh, with $60 billion in your pocket, you know, you can buy pretty much most of the influence in the world that you need. And unfortunately, he, his father was a genesist, uh, a eugenicist, and he's a eugenicist. And they're in, they, they have the biggest uh, uh, private charity in the world, all right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, and what they're doing is they're funding Monsanto, they're funding all these uh, these uh, genocidal uh, companies, you know, that's again, you know, it's uh, unbelievable. 
And you can look at it and they're vaccinating third world countries with AIDS vaccines that are actually causing AIDS, giving AIDS to those people. Um, it, it's really, it's just all unbelievable, folks. But on a note, support unions, support the United States Postal Service, and look up, look at the chemtrails that they're doing. They're everywhere. And, you know, fight, 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 fight. And we want to thank you. And good night, everyone. Good night, folks. Have a good night, and I hope your weekend's great.